Sarah here, and this is the Make Climate Cool Again podcast. This podcast is all about ecopreneurship and sustainability leadership and making positive climate change. Wow, can you believe this is the first episode of the new year? I really uh, made it last here, and it's a solo episode because I want to start the year with you, just you and me, just the two of us just the two of us mostly because i want to share more i want to tell you what's on the 2021 agenda i want to inspire your thoughts and creativity and feedback because this podcast is about you right it's helping you learn and grow on your sustainability journey and we're all learning and growing man i'm i'm learning and growing every day but first and foremost i'm recording this essentially live So it's hard to ignore what's happening in our country as we sit at our desks or on our couches or in our cars. And I think most of us are kind of in shock. I would be remiss if I did not talk about what's happening in DC right now. Most of us feel like we don't know what to do. But it reminds me of a moment in time in January 2016. It reminds me of the women's marches in 2016. Do you remember those? Do you remember hearing about those? Maybe if you were in New York, you were part of it. Trump had just been elected president and it was a Saturday where women and men and children swarmed the streets to protest. There were signs. I mean, it was crazy to watch. New York felt alive. And it was exciting to see and be on the outskirts. But I wasn't marching. I was actually studying at the library that day because I had a, a test for work. And I would take study breaks. I was at um, the library in Bryant Park, right in the center of the city. So I would come out and I would look around and I would yell and chant, but I did not march. And I haven't marched for climate either. I haven't, I'll be honest. And do you know why I'm revealing this? Some of you could get mad at me. I get it. I know. This is like a big deal to talk, to even say and admit. But, you know, and I feel the marches are really important. I do. But for me, I always felt that I could do the same work through my actual work. One day of marching for me isn't the years of work I've put towards climate change and making a difference. It's what we do every day that matters. So yeah, that day in 2016, I knew that if I studied really hard and I passed this test and got the certification that I needed for this job to move forward in life, then it would help elevate my career so that I could help other women and I could educate others and I could get other people to get excited about what this test was about, what this certification was about. I didn't need to march on climate day because I march every day through work, through this podcast. And so I say to you, if you're feeling stuck or lost or stressed about all of this, you don't need to march to make your voice heard. Every one of us has a role. We can't all do the same things. We have different strengths and passions 
and it's easy for us to hate these people and what they did. It's super easy. And I'm not sure what I would say if I was to be confronted by one of these people who, you know, stormed the Capitol, who think so differently than me. But I have to believe in having empathy for these people. They only know a tiny bubble of their life. We all only know the bubbles that we are in and maybe the bubbles of the people around us. And the more we engage with people and learn from people, the more we respect others. We can be like a fine champagne, right? All the bubbles together. So yesterday, you know, I was behind my screens, helping clients, editing my website, creating opportunities for more people to make positive climate change. That's my fight. That's my march. And that's what I can do. And so you can find ways in your own life that feel right for you to make a difference. It's okay. If sharing on Instagram is part of your fight, cool. If, you know, creating a club to talk about the injustices of, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement um, and how what was happening in the Capitol wouldn't have happened if there were BIPOC participants, do it. Figure out what gives you joy and what sparks that fight in you so that you can create lasting change, right? So, and 2021 is hard, right? We're, we're thinking, we want to be better people. We want to know what's going on. We want to feel like we have a plan for the year. And I've been thinking a lot, you know, what does that look like? What does 2021 have in store for us? What does it have in store for you guys as listeners of this podcast? What can you expect from me? Because I want to be better, right? I'm doing the best I can. So first, let's talk about restore media and strategy. If you're new here, if you're fresh, that is my consulting business. I don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. I do talk about my clients, but I don't talk about what exactly I do. And that is, I work with basically big companies to come up with new strategies, design for products, ideas for marketing, how to assist with their applications for B Corp and other green certifications. B Corp is really fascinating. I spend a lot of time in their tool and I really hope to bring someone on the podcast from B Lab. Like that is a dream for 2021. That's a goal I'm putting it out right now. We're manifesting. But that being said, with all the crazy stuff that happened in 2020, I realized that I'm missing out on working with some of my peers. And that is other small business owners. There is not a space for them in sustainability, really. It's, it only matters if maybe you're the CEO and you care about sustainability and not really sure how to implement it into your product, your design, or any of that stuff. You can't, most small businesses can't afford a consultant. They can't afford a company to come up with some kind of strategy. And sustainability is confusing. Greenwashing seems almost impossible. So I'm working on building programming for entrepreneurs and small businesses to guide them through aligning their business values with their personal values and with their customers. The number of phrases I see a day that are greenwashing from companies, it's crazy. I know they're trying to do the right thing. 
but it's hard. And the number of businesses that are doing good things and then make some kind of something crappy behind the scenes is also crazy. Everyone's trying to do what they think is best. But there's a lot of false information out there and there are so few people that you can turn to as a small business. It's already hard enough. You need to know accounting. You need to know lawyer things. You need to be the marketing team. You need to be the PR team. You actually need to be the product developer, the engineer, like all the things. It's hard enough. So my goal is to be that resource. And I'm building a really inexpensive program. It's in the works for those that get it, that get sustainability, but they just need a little guidance. But they can do it themselves for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm like that. I try to do everything myself before I have to pay for something. Even though I, I, I enjoy working with other people and I love supporting other businesses that work with me, it's super fun. But, you know, we're talking about small businesses that are, you know, struggling with budget. So that's the first thing that I've really been pouring my heart and soul to, into. Then there are those businesses that have bigger goals that need more help. Maybe they want to build a new building and they want solar panels or maybe they uh, want to recycle more and understand their product design more and do a take back program, whatever it is. I'm currently pilot, piloting this program with a Connecticut business as we speak because I want to make sure it's actually helpful. So you know, I'm doing something, I'm not getting paid so I can make sure that it's right for, for whoever decides to sign up for this. It's more education, it's more data collection, it's more hand-holding. You know, we don't realize how much data can give us insight to our businesses. You wouldn't believe it. I'll give you an example. So if a company, you know, they're trying to go green, like, okay, we're gonna offset all of our shipping. All of our shipping, great. All right, but if, a com if, if you buy most of your product from China, it's gonna cost a ton of money in shipping. It's gonna cost a ton of money in your tariffs because of the Trump tax. And the carbon offsets are gonna be astronomical because of the distance that that product had to travel to make that happen. When you look at that number, like, wow, we've shipped this much amount of goods around the world and we need to you know, offset it, that cost is massive. Knowing that can encourage a business owner to say, hey, actually, okay, I can find this product, you know, domestically. Maybe I have to pay more for it, but I'm actually reducing my emissions because I'm not shipping it as far. I'm supporting jobs in the local economy where this item is getting purchased, and I don't have to pay a tariff on it. So I could actually, the business owner could be paying the same amount as that item in China or less. And that's just one small change that you could make. You could buy that domestically and you're doing a ton of good. And that's just looking at one kind of data. There's so much good work that can be done. You know, I, I use the example of a dentist office. I was sitting in my dentist office and I was like, you know, do you need to give away a plastic toothbrush to every single customer? I don't need it. What if you bought half the number of toothbrushes and when you are about to give it to your customer, you say, hey, you know, either you can take this toothbrush or I can donate it 
or I can put that 50 cents of whatever the cost of that toothbrush is and I'm gonna I'm gonna donate to the local food bank instead that's huge reduction in cost for the dentist's office it's a donation to a local organization that needs help that supports the community and you're reducing waste I mean that's again so small small changes any business can get creative and do this stuff and that's really another another thing that I I can do I mean you can take that idea if you want totally fine that was free free tip and finally there are some businesses that really want to overhaul their sustainability strategy and need more permanent help and I've created a program for that too all these programs are way more affordable than hiring someone or a consulting firm just to tell you what to do sustainability is hands-on man you got to be in it you got to know what's going on to really look at all the different angles to make sustainability work for that business right everyone's different sustainability is unfortunately like it's all personalized and that's why these sustainability firms are so expensive but on the flip side if you're operating more efficiently and you're and you're collecting this data and you're understanding what's happening you're gonna naturally spend less money so you know kind of a double side of the coin there so I've been ruminating on these programs for, god the last three to four months I've put more of an outline on my website at makeclimatecool.com if you or anyone you know is interested in connecting and getting involved so keep looking for more updates if you're interested there is a form for you to fill out now what about the podcast okay i know i i I timed this appropriately because obviously this is about you guys right what what are what's going to happen in 2021 for the podcast so i think the biggest desire i have for the podcast is really to get more discussion with you all sharing your stories of sustainability at work or at home or the things that you're doing So I'm going to be creating another form on the website for you to submit anything you feel that should be shared, whether it's a business that's doing cool stuff, a company that you found, a tip that you have, a habit that you have that maybe other people could learn from, and you can, or you can DM me. But I think what I love hearing is what you guys are doing and things that you're seeing out there. And I think it inspires everybody and our guests. You know, we're going to have a segment on every episode where we read notes from you guys about what you guys are doing and and have a dialogue with the guest about it. So it's not only are you going to be hearing from someone new every single week, but you're also going to get a chance to hear uh, from everyone that listens to this podcast. I think it'll create a really awesome dialogue. And in addition, I'm in the process of kind of creating a loyalty club for the podcast that will come with a community forum and events and new ways to engage with each other. You guys are from all over the world. Seriously, it's so cool. You know, there's a significant portion of listeners from Germany, the UK, overseas, and I want to know what's happening in Germany. How can we implement the things that you guys are doing over in the US or on the East Coast or how can we take strategies from California and implement them in Ohio 
we are all resources. And if we put our heads together, we can solve some really big problems. So I'm still working on how to organize that. You're gonna hear more on that opportunity in the next few weeks, but it's really just for everyone to get together and, and learn from each other and actually feel like connected about all this stuff. And finally, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I'm trying to be consistent. I'm gonna post on IG today um, about a survey on what days you guys want the podcast. I've been getting better about being consistent. I know, I hope you guys recognize that. I was also trying to minimize posting in early December before all the new branding came out because I didn't want it to look bad. But you know, on IG platform, I'm gonna get more consistent. I've gotten better about an episode every week, but I'm trying to do the same day every week. And you guys know, I'm a one woman show. For now, for now. But this podcast is a passion of mine. When I miss an episode, I take it hard. You probably, you know, don't care that much, but I care, I really do. So tell me what day of the week you want the podcast to be released. Whatever wins, that's the day. No ifs or buts. I'm gonna post that survey uh, today while this podcast is getting uploaded to the interwebs. But yeah, that's the tea. That's all the new stuff for 2021 for the business. It's a lot, guys. I'm exhausted. The to-do list does not stop. It is a mile long, which I don't even know if I can run a mile anymore, guys, because I haven't run in months trying to be active, right? And that gets me to personal goals. Guys, we're going to be transparent. You're going to know everything that's happening with me. And it's okay if you hate it. Just tell me. Um, but I just want to share all this with you guys because you could be in the same headspace I'm in. And, you know, I I put out a survey earlier this week and a good number of you guys have been on the struggle bus when it comes to making goals this year. I get it. It's a hard year to plan ahead. And, you know, when I was first thinking about my goals, I like sat down, I had the fireplace YouTube video on, I had the jazz background playing, I had a candle on, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna make these goals. I was like, holy shit, what do I want to do in a year? I don't know. Should I break it down by quarters? That That's easier. What do I want to do in the next three months? What do I want to try? Sometimes that's easier. Break it down a little bit. And I think I've talked about on the podcast before how I used to use a word or a phrase for the year that I would like align with instead of goals, mostly because it's easier to remember one word and constantly ask myself, am I doing that thing? Am I, is this gonna lead me to that? So for example, one year was vulnerable. I really wanted to be more vulnerable. I felt like a lot of my relationships were fake, or not fake, but just not as deep as they could be. I wanted to develop closer relationships with my family, expose myself a bit more, not be so uh, hard, as a person. Um, Turns out when you do that, you become a crier. (laughs) I'm kind of kidding, but I'm also serious. When you force yourself to be vulnerable with others, you become vulnerable with yourself. You listen to yourself more. You're in touch more. I know that sounds super woo-woo and like what does that have to do with sustainability? But dude, it's everything. It's getting it. It's like 
understanding why what you do matters. It's having an impact on your life and the planet, its perspective. We need vulnerability to create change because we have to recognize that change needs to happen, right? So that changed my life. Like that, just that alone changed how I looked at things, how I did things, how I reacted to things. It's crazy. And I think sometimes that's easier if you're hoping to make a big change. Aligning yourself with just one word is, is powerful. So that's one strategy for goals. It's not for everyone. Um, this year in particular, I'm actually going back to regular goal setting, <laughs> which is scary because I used to literally not hit any of my goals. I used to do the, everyone's like, make a smart goal. I'm like, what the hell is a smart goal? Like, I don't know. And, and those goals, you know, were always, you know, lose 20 pounds, eat healthier, and meditate every day. I'm like, okay, meditating every day, that's a smart goal, right? That's measurable. Uh, but holy crap, that's so much pressure. Meditate every day. Just saying that, I'm already stressed, which is the, not the point, right? And some of you may believe that those goals are fine, right? Lose 20 pounds, eat healthy. Those could be on your list. But I think for me, what I've learned, and maybe this will be helpful for you, is real true goals have to be bite-sized for your brain to digest them. So for example, one of my goals for this year, 2021, is to read 12 books. Just 12. That could be one a month. I could space it out differently. I already read one in the first week, which honestly is a lot. I feel like it's a lot more than last year. 12 is a lot, seems, it seems like a lot, but not too much. It seems attainable when you can say, okay, maybe one a month. Just find time within the month to read one book. And those are books I can borrow from the library. I can get from thrift books, which I, lo I love thrift books. You can find sustainable methods to reach that goal, whatever it is. Maybe it's not books. Maybe you want to do something else. There's always a sustainable way to do it. Or composting. Composting was a huge goal of mine. Now I compost every day because I use the Blue Earth Composting Company. I knew in my heart that the idea of making my own compost was super stressful, having that been... Uh, on the property, having to turn it, having to like deal with it. I, and I was just stressed by it and I honestly avoided it. I procrastinated on it. Isn't that what we all do with things that we don't wanna do? But finding a company that would help me do it in a way that made it so much easier was like made it possible. That's the key, right? Figure out how you wanna change and then finding the easiest ways for you to make those changes. God, it's, if it's a hard change, it's gonna, we're gonna procrastinate on that thing and we're never gonna do it. So if composting is on your list of goals, check out Blue Earth Compost for 15% off service for six months or more with the code Make Climate Cool. in all seriousness. Um, there are ways for you to do it if that's what you want to do. But for me, like now I'm spending less on coffee because I'm not going out, but instead I'm spending, you know, less than $10 a month on composting. I've just 
adjusted my priorities. But looking back on the year, you know, what were some of the biggest goals that I accomplished in 2020? And there was, that was two, there were two things. I was looking them over the other day. One was moving out of my parents' house, and the second was buying a car. Now, even saying moving out of my parents' house, like, oh, God, there's, like, such shame, like, associated with it. I don't know why it is. But you might remember, for those of you who knew me, uh, I lived in New York for almost five years in the city. I lived in Manhattan. I, you know, was I was in the Upper East Side. I was in the Upper West Side. I worked in meatpacking. I, I was just thriving and the city is a great place it's also a really expensive place so when I decided to take that leap to start my business I moved home and I'm really lucky to have that familial support but it's really hard to move home after you've been an adult on your own and even though I was going after my dream I totally just felt like a failure I felt like I went backwards in life I wasn't really sure my work was going to take off. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I just knew what it looked like from the outside and that it looked kind of bad. That, you know, I was 26, 27 years old, and then I'm 26 years old, and I had moved home from New York City. I don't know. I still, there's still something about it I can't let go of, but I worked really hard. I started to make progress, I got ideas enough so that I could support myself on my own and that was everything to be able to move out on back being an adult again you you just don't realize how that shifts your entire mentality so that was a huge goal of mine that I accomplished and the second one was buying a car again just having that financial uh independence to be able to do something like that was meant a lot it meant a lot to me and maybe that's not for everybody, but um, it's, it was everything to me. And, and people ask me in this job, you know, what do I do? How do I have so much hope? And I had a student ask me this in a class that I taught recently. And it's because in one year, I was able to help businesses go green. I was able to be financially dependent independent enough that I was able to support myself. And that means that enough businesses care, enough people care, people wanna do the green thing, they wanna do right by the planet, they wanna learn how to be better. And that's what all this is about, right? It's not about being perfect, it's about doing our best in all things. So I know that this is a bit different. I know that this episode is unique for this platform for me and what I normally do but I I really hope you enjoyed it I hope you learned something that you can use in your life and I just want to stress that I'm always available if you want to chat just shoot me a dm if you have questions uh, I'm there and last but not least I almost forgot I'm teaching a class on how to make sustainable changes in your business with beyond boss she, Caitlin Thomas, the CEO, has a ton of webinars on her website. It's beyond boss, beyond-boss.co. I think my class is $15. It's on January 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can come live to the class. You can just buy the digital download, watch on your own time, whatever works. I'm going to be talking about all the new stuff, sharing my secrets. 
Um, but I hope to see you there. I hope that you liked this and let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM. Like I said, at Make Climate Cool, shoot me a DM. Tell me what you think. Uh, or rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Any feedback is always super helpful. It literally makes my day. Um, share the podcast with a friend. Whatever you want to do to show me that you appreciated this episode is always awesome. So as always, enjoy the week. Until next episode with our guest, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Stay golden. Thank you.